Welcome to the Realm of Endless Stories, a weekly podcast covering books, fanfic, comics, TV, films, whatever. If we love it, we read it, watch it, maybe we'll talk about it. I'm Sarah. I'm Mira. And I'm Sole, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'm really proud of myself for getting all the way through that. <laughs> I'm That's- really proud that no, none of us started laughing halfway through it. <laughs> I nearly did. That's why I wasn't looking at you, because if, if I knew if I was looking at you, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> that was perfect. Thank you. Reminder that this is not a spoiler-free podcast, and we are marked explicit for occasional cursing and discussion topics. All views and opinions expressed in episode discussions are our own. If you have not guessed, based on that entirely non-emotional introduction. Very enthusiastic. (laughs) I know. Today, we are covering the lovely Princess of Selenius and her ride... The Amazing Seahawk Adventure. <laughs> like always, we're gonna st- with um her appearance, especially in the eighties. She had a pastel blue long straight hair, which I think was amazing. Light blue, it was kind of like a bodysuit, and it ended in a green shell corset. Yeah, so it was slightly less revealing than Ariel. It had mm-hmm. more covering, but still had the clamshells over the boobs. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, something that current Mermista will never wear. Oh, not at all. She'd go, are you kidding me? Mermista will not wear that. Mermista will what? Right. <laughs> I know. Thank you. Who was this tailor? Yes. Fire them. She also has green bracelets that cover most of the lower part of her arms. So it's it's more like a half-arm bracelet. They're gauntlets. Oh, gaunt- I didn't even mm. know that word existed. L- like what Wonder Woman has. Yes. Gaunt- yeah. They're gauntlets. That's mm-hmm. what it is. She can transform into a mermaid. And when she does, she has a light blue tail that is similar to the bodysuit that she wears. She only appears in five episodes. And yes, only five. And she's randomly French. Yes. Well, five episodes Ooh. is four more than Perfuma. <laughs> no, I, I thought Perfuma was in three. She only spoke in one. Yeah, she was in, I think she was in seven, but five we count like the ones that she speaks or actually interacts with other people. Okay, the one where she she put so many flowers all over the Fright Zone that Lord Hordak like begged Adora to take her back? Yeah, Hordak was like, take her, take her. We can't take her anymore. <laughs> one of the episodes, we can actually go and see Mermista's where she lives. And it is at the bottom of the ocean and it's something resembling... Atlantis, kind of like in a bubble underneath the ocean. Oh, so like oh, they wow. they showed it in the original Justice League cartoon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Something I would like- also like to say that the way that Mermista is drawn and like I, that is everything that young Stephanie wanted to be because I wanted <laughs> to be a mermaid. I mean, she looks of all of them. She looks well, looks the greatest. She doesn't have the skimpy outfit. No, she doesn't. I mean, but she's always sitting on a rock. God knows why. Mm. <laughs> She's always there. In the 1980s show, Mermista, um, she had a father. His name was King Marcier. He ran Selenius from a capital called Oceania. O- I think it's probably Oceania. Oceania. Ocean A. Ocean yeah, so, A. So it's Oceania. Yeah. 
Ocean A. So it's completely <laughs> underwater, kind of like in Atlantis, like we said, in Capsule in a Bubble. At this I'm time, a mermaid in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> At this time, King Marcier was one of the ones completely indifferent about the Horde and Hordic. He believed that if he left them alone, then they will do the same with him. Oh, honey. So then Hordak, I assume, just like he did with the tank with his face on it, probably built a submarine with his face on it. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah, that- see? And that's how <laughs> Selenius gets dragged into the war. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you think he'll leave you alone? No, he will not. Mermista, kind of like Ariel, is the only one that goes against what father wants and she is she really wants to be active in the alliance so she joins the rebellion and fights with shira and everybody else for five episodes for five episodes only in the mini comics mermista actually lives in a different place has no father it lives in in a different place she just came into being born out of sarcasm exactly and she lives in the crystal falls and this was actually a toy made that you could buy the crystal falls and it will have water and cascades and everything and i have it in my storage it's amazing oh i can see so many parents having issues with that (laughs) i know but it was so good other comics depicts her as the queen of ethereus oceans in general like all oceans not just the princess Hmm. Burmista in every comic from the 80s to now is very passionate about taking care of the ocean and She's completely against water pollution, and it gets on everybody if they do something like that. She's the tree from The Wizard of Oz. How'd you like it if I came to pick an apple off of you? Yes. (laughs) So stop throwing your garbage in my house. Yes. In one of the episodes, she even goes against She-Ra. That's why she was only in five episodes. She left to join the Planeteers and help Captain Planet. (laughs) Maybe that what it is. So her real name, according to the Master of the Universe 2008 reedition, is Elisha. Really? (laughs) I mean, I know Elijah is a name that could go either way, feminine Mm -hmm. or masculine. It doesn't usually go feminine. But also, she's just like Prince. She doesn't have a last name. Yes. (laughs) But it is so, I mean, if I had to give her a name, I would never think it's so uncharacteristic of her. It doesn't match her at all. It doesn't have any power behind it. No, and it has nothing to do with water. In the second Ultimate Battleground, which was one of the latest comics, Masters of the Universe, you know, they pair like a good guy against a bad guy. And Mermista was actually... Yeah, because it's not Marvel. It's not like they're going to make the good guy fight the good guy. Look at you, Civil War. (laughs) (laughs) So Mermista was paired to fight Skeletor's Merman, which is Merman. (laughs) Mermaid Man. Did he have a name? That's his name, Merman. Merman, yeah. Uh, He gets no name. A man has no name. (laughs) A man is too lame to deserve a name. Yes. (laughs) So what is curious about this is that she's the only one that fights against against this guy, wins by decapitating him with her trident. Yo! Yeah. So, you know, they put every... I mean, she's the only one that actually does some damage. Everybody else is like, you know, they kind of shoot in and they die and that's it. But to see... Somebody she fucking decapitates a guy. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so you see like, the merman head rolling about. So and I need to note that 
when we mention Mermista's trident, mm-hmm. it is actually a trident. It yes. has three tines, not Aquaman's trident, which has five and is therefore not a trident. No, that's this a trident. Yeah, or a fork with an extra tine. Yeah. Like, this is an actual trident. So yes. I'm just picturing Mermista standing like with one foot on the shoulders of the corpse with the head rolled away, <laughs> trident pointed down. Oh my God, it's the most badass thing I've ever seen. I know. Okay, now that I have pulled this up, may I suggest better names for Mermista than Elisha? Cordelia, yes. which means daughter or heart of the sea. You could also name her Jennifer. <laughs> meaning white wave. Jennifer. Are you sure it's not Ginevra? Oh, it is Ginevra. G-I-N-E-V-R-A. Ginevra, I guess. Yes, like Ginny Weasley. Ginevra. Okay, sure. Ginevra. Well, you both were always wrong. I know. Here, educate yourself. Yes. <laughs> so, going to A.D. Seahawk. He is dressed in a modern-looking pirate. He is uh, had black boots, brown tights, and a black kind of underwear on the outside. <laughs> Because everybody <laughs> wore their underwear in the 80s. I don't know why. It, it, it was a thing. Superman started the trend. It's all his fault. I know. At least this, this was not furry like He-Man. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. With the fur. Yeah. Yeah. His his bowl cut hair and his shorts with the fur. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the whole club was looking right there. No. They were looking away from him because he's so fucking ugly. <laughs> Seahawk has a brown vest over a short sleeve black t-shirt and a purple short scarf. I don't know what the name is. I know it has a name, but it's Cravat. like very French. Yeah, like the that French thing. And ascot in the front. Ascot cravat. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, but it's like everything is dark colors and then it's purple. I love him. Yes, he has uh, belt shoulder pads uh, that are brown like his gloves, uh, and they have blue, light blue accents. His hair is red. He has a red head and has a short beard, but a black mustache. I don't know why. I guess it's just like Bo, who part of him, his eyebrows don't match. Like, Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. I mean, I think in the 80s, they did a very crappy, how do you say, tint your hair yeah. type yeah, of thing. I mean, to be fair, I've seen guys with like the opposite coloring, like Jensen Ackles, like dark brownish hair and red beard, but I've never seen the, the reverse. Do not use Jensen Ackles as an example of bad facial and no, regular hair. Saying, you take I was not that saying he, I was not saying he has bad facial hair or bad anything. Jensen, if you ever hear this, you are beautiful. I was just talking about his coloring. <laughs> yeah, he's your coloring is perfect, <laughs> Jensen. <laughs> interfered with the darker hair like i'm just saying i've seen the reverse of seahawk yes but not one is red and one is black yes at least his mustache his black mustache matches his his black hairband yes maybe Maybe he just dyes his hairband to accessorize it his hairband is mustache and he has a sword with him at all times, that it has a retractable blade, kind of much like a lightsaber. I would say it's a lightsaber, but a retractable. So it's like a katana with, but retractable. Oh, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yes. Yeah. And it's You're like describing- the. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, and it has like the the hilt that goes over your hand, like a pirate one. Y- yes, Ooh. they're called, I believe, poignards. The bit that curls over your hand because if <laughs> you use it right and you lock 
them in with the sword of your opponent, you can twist your hand in a way that'll knock your opponent's sword out of your hand. Hmm. Out of out of their hand. Interesting. Yes. It's not just decorative. It has a purpose. But it's also pretty. <laughs> Are you ready to be surprised? I'm... Before you before you surprise us, I would just mm-hmm. like to say you're describing Seahawk and I'm just here like Adam who? <laughs> no, I'm just sitting here. I love him. And every day I'm morning. Like, because I love him already. <laughs> okay. In 1980s, Master of the Universe, Seahawk is a pirate with no magical powers, but learn all his abilities from his father. His father's name is Falcon. Falcon is a legend among all Ethereans because he was the finest captain in the world. Was he the Ebony Falcon? <laughs> <laughs> no. But that would have been one. No, no. He was busy uh, pumping iron and putting people in jail in Brooklyn, New York. Yes. <laughs> Nobody Falcon needs no woman. Exactly. Except he loves his wife and his children very much. <laughs> Falcon was some type of Robin Hood. He used to steal gold from the horde and give it to the poor. Was he a man in tights? He was so he- tight. I mean, he was a pirate, so yeah. Yeah. So, so did they go around singing, we are men? We are men in tights? Yes. The Falcon had a ship called the Clipper. So about two decades before Adora Wait, joined- it was called the Clipper? Because Clipper is a type of ship. Yeah, it was called the Clipper. I wonder- it was the most clippery clipper to ever clip. Yeah, I yes. guess, because Clipper is a type of ship. But it's not a pirate ship. No, those- Actually, Clippers may have been used as pirate ships. The- Main type of... Oh, crap. The word is escaping me. Clipper. I, I've literally steered a pirate ship before. This is no joke. Cool. And I, yeah. Were I, you in tight tights? I was eight. No. Wow. I can't remember what they're called. But yeah, a clipper ship is a type of ship. So he had a clipper ship and just decided, I have no more creativity left in me. Yeah. I am going to name it Clipper clipper (laughs) so about two decades before dora joined the rebellion both falcon and his ship the clipper disappear leaving young seahawk without a father poor seahawk yeah he did not die well no kidding (laughs) falcon no falcon he did not oh i thought you meant seahawk i was like well no no shit (laughs) no His dad did not die. He, you know, ended up in an island like everybody. Um, Falcon became sick. So this magical island had some air around it that kept him healthy, but he could never leave the island. So thanks for nothing, you stupid island. You saved me, but now I can't ever leave to find my son. Yes. You saved me, but at what cost? Because of this, Seahawk became more like a bounty hunter. I mean, he he will do things that were morally incorrect, not like his dad that was kind of a robin hood and that's how he got his you know ship and everything but one day sailing around he found the island and the island had different tests that his father has set for only the worthy to get to him i am getting both indiana jones and the last crusade and legends of the hidden temple vibes right now yes the last test was if you go there with friends you had to choose between friends friends and treasure you have to pick your friends over the treasure well because your friends are the true treasure oh so see seahawk did so his father revealed himself and allowed seahawk to leave the island with all his riches and magical weapons seahawk also took his father's ship and converted 
into a flying ship called the Solar Clipper. So it had a hydra a hydrosail. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, yes. question: Did it have a pole underneath where it like kind of looked like it was flying, but it was sliding across the water at high speeds, or was it actually flying? No, he he was flying, flying. Okay, then that's not the tech we have now that makes ships go like 40 miles an hour. They do that no. and sailboats have them. I always saw it kind of like the pirate version of the of shield helicarriers. Yeah, okay. Mm. Something like that. But, you know, 80s version. Okay. Not so sophisticated. Now, that is his background stories for the 80s, which I thought it was... So did his, his father just... Had to stay in the island. Aww. And Seahawk was like, see you, Dad. I'm taking your ship. Bye. No, he gave him everything, like all the riches of the island, the magical weapons that um that he had, and also the ship. Like he gave him everything. Yeah, but huh. then Seesaw, 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 Seahawk said, "Thanks for the gifts, bye, Dad," <laughs> and then left. <laughs> well, at that point, he had joined the rebellion because he had, he had met Adora, so he had to go. I'm guessing he came back and visit every week for supper <laughs> sunday dinner dad how you doing yes how's that fried gecko taste son <laughs> now Not in the it. two in the 2008 master of the universe re-edition his real name is captain oh, geoff blythe so what now captain Who? seahawk okay captain geoff blythe that's jeff jeff blythe no. G-E-O-F is pronounced Jeff. Jeff. It has two F's. It's still pronounced Jeff. Oh. It's French. Jeff Blythe. B-L-I-T-H-E. I don't like it. I don't either. either. For these two characters, I mean, when we talked about Perfuma and Scorpia, their names were amazing. The Ebony but Falcon for- doesn't like it either. <laughs> no. In this re-edition, Jeff was... Greedy and shameless. He was actually a bad guy working for the Horde, but turned to the Rebellion when he met Adora. Aww. The Mer- things we do for love. Vermista yeah. and Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Vermista and Jeff. Adora and Jeff. Adora and Jeff. Yes, they were together. Because Vermista so was only around for five episodes, so... <laughs> She didn't do anything. Right. So that is the description and a little backstory on both of them, even though Seahawk had a much richer backstory than Mermista from Was the that 80s. that fun? He had a richer backstory? No. <laughs> I didn't even know what I did. Because <laughs> he had all that treasure. Keep up. Okay. <laughs> so we go to modern Mermista. She's a dark skinned girl with a thick body type, black painted nails, brown eyes, and a deep te- teal color hair tied in a way that resemble waves. And it's kind of braided, isn't it? It looks like if somebody had braided it in their sleep and then took the braid out during right, the day. And the, like and and the wave from the braid stayed. Right? Yeah, like I, I always baby. thought it was the kind of like a ponytail when you like leave a space and then put another another elastic so it kind of bubbles. Yeah. Oh, or that too, yeah. She wears a tracksuit 
with teal and turquoise scales and a gold waist. She also has a top and high top sneakers in gold, turquoise, and teal. She's the sporty spice of them all. She is. That is the most accurate description I've ever heard. She has gold and turquoise shoulder pads, golden bracelets, gold ear cuffs, which I love that it's not earrings, is the cuff on the, the cuffs. Side. Are, yeah. It's amazing. Honestly, it made me want ear cuffs. I know. I want to be her. Yes. When she is Syrah. Who? Tell me. Who is she? Syrah. Syrah. There's no such thing as Syrah. Yes, there is. She adds a headpiece similar to Shira, but instead of wings on the side, it has cone-like shells. She has a starfish on her chest and a small teal skirt, turquoise cape, and a silver trident. Which is still a true trident. Yes, Thank still you. three pointy. Thank you. Three pointy. When she transform in the roll with it episode, sparkle, sparkle, dolphin, sparkle. But, but when she starts talking and she says, you know, I, I held my trident and blah blah blah. And said, yeah, that is very similar on how. Adora transforming to Shira in the 80s. Because she tells the story like, you know, this all started when I lifted my my sword and I said, for the power of Grace, And it's kind of... And, and She said what? And for the power of Grayskull. But Shira says for the power of great whales. Yes. Um, it's the honor. Oh, honor of great whales. 80s Shira said power, not okay. honor. Because she, it was all about power, not honor. Because <laughs> nobody had any... Yeah. <laughs> that's why Perfumo wasn't around for very long no Hufflepuffs allowed on this show <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's why Scorpio was always on the wrong side right modern Seahawk he wears a dark burgundy tuss- well he has dark burgundy I was gonna say he wears hair. you make it sound like a toupee <laughs> don't okay. do that it be fake you don't know I also just have to say, as someone who, I mean, you and I both, so I have really dark hair, and you mm-hmm. kind of do too, a little bit, Sarah. But, like, what dye does he use? I don't know, but it looks he amazing. He uses the same dye, a watered-down version of the dye that Brad Boimler uses on Star Trek Lower Decks, because his hair is purple. So, <laughs> it's great. Do you think he bleaches first? To get oh, that color on his hair. With the color of his with the color of his mustache, you have to bleach first. Yes. So he has a dark burgundy tussle hair held back by a black headband, which is the same resemble as the 80s. He has black eyes and a handlebar mustache. But this time his, it matches. It matches. It matches. He wears a white shirt, black a blue jacket with gold accents, brown bracers with gold accents, dark gray pants, and thigh high cuffed leather boots can i you get a, a hell yeah dra- i mean knows how to dress he is super pirate he has a brown leather belt and a gold trapezoid like earrings i don't know if he has two i don't remember on the picture i think he only has the one yes i love that they match without trying to match right especially with all the gold accents in everything right yeah because they're just being themselves but they match it's great mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I have a question. Yes. Was 80s Seahawk able to talk to seagulls? No, that we know of. No. He didn't have that ability. That is real sad. That's incredibly sad. Well, but he had a father. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That he could only see when he goes to one specific island. Exactly. (laughs) That one island. And that is all for their appearances. I hope you like the back 
background orange in for both of them. Like I the said, background before. orange. What? The origin. Oh, origin. <laughs> I was like the background orange. What the hell is that? Yeah, they have background oranges <laughs> in their emergency citrus pocket. Emergency <laughs> <laughs> pockets to you know prevent against scurvy, being yeah. a pirate and all. Yes, because the lemon must always be in play. <laughs> always, always. Okay, so like a lot of the other princesses, uh, Mermista has powers that she you know cares about and stuff <laughs> tell me a princess who doesn't have powers Entrapta. Uh, Entrapta. Well, well other than Entrapta. Seahawk. Entrapta. <laughs> <laughs> Bo there we go yes. Bo Bo and Seahawk are honorary princesses change my mind yes <laughs> Seahawk would be the give it to me give it to me I want the tiara give it to me yes. <laughs> and he would wear it proudly yes. yes like I would love to cosplay Seahawk oh my god oh, um, it would be so cool Okay, so the, the powers that Mermista cares about so much. She has psionic control of water, which, from what I can tell, is basically the same thing as hydrokinesis. Mm -hmm. uh, so she controls water with her mind, because, you know, why not? She also has sea creature telepathy. So what you're telling me is she's a more badass version of Aquaman. Absolutely. Or because, to quote Raj Kuthrapali, Aquaman sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Arthur. And I'm sorry to my cousin who, who has played him on Smallville. I'm sorry. Arthur well, you sucks. know why he sucks? Because he doesn't have a trident. He has a fifth dent. Right. <laughs> His wife's the real badass. Oh, my God, I love Mira. Clearly. <laughs> yes. She also has the power of mermaid transformation. Shocker. So she, she can turn into a mermaid to live under the sea. I love that the gestures you're making are completely useless in an audio-only yeah. podcast. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We need the audio description for, like, the TV episode. <laughs> right? And now Mira's raising her hands. <laughs> She speaks and flails her arms about excitedly. And now yes. I'm just hearing the lyrics to Mr. Brightside. He's falling asleep. No, he's falling asleep, but she's taking a drag because that's the audio description. And they're going to bed, and my stomach right. is sick. Right, um, it's right. It's like wow, audio description in in that is also very a that's very much a Mermista song too. Oh my god, there are so many Mermista songs. Th there are uh, more than I thought there would be. Okay, so Seahawk. In the eight, why the eight, her collection isn't complete, she wants more. Does she though? Yes, <laughs> okay. So, Seahawk, he's a skilled sailor and swordsman, which we have discussed, mm -hmm. uh, formidable weapons and equipment knowledge. And my favorite title of his arsonist <laughs> adventure. <laughs> How many ships did 80 Seahawk burn down? I have no idea. I have no idea. My favorite thing is that when we first meet him, it's the Dragon's Daughter 3 or the Dragon's Daughter 4? 3. 3. Three. Yeah. And, and Glimmer says both of them were set on fire and he goes, no, the second one had termites. Like, he was so <laughs> depressed about it. Right, yeah, because I feel, is it Bo or is it somebody? But but somebody was like, well, what happened to the dragon's daughters one and two? Right, right. And they're like, one one got set on fire and the other one, uh, termites. termites. And he says it like, <laughs> like a disappointed dad. Yes. <laughs> right, like he just couldn't hold up. You had one job to be set on fire and 
what did you do? You fell apart because of termites first. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me tell you some secret information about A.D. Seahawk. You know that I, I told you that he went to visit his dad to his island and he took some weapons. Well, his dad had really cool weapons. What he took was something called the Seven League Boots, which if you wear them, you can jump great distances. Like the Hulk. Yes. Yes. So he's Seahawk the Leaper. <laughs> leaper, not leper. Let's just <laughs> let's just make that leaper. Leap. As in no. bound. As in Frogger. Not <laughs> Yes. He also took a photon 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 cut glass. No, cutlass. Cutlass. Which is a sword. I don't know where they have these names. It's a sword with a blade. Cutlass is a type of sword. It's famous throughout history. It's, sure. it's a model of sword, a cutlass. I have no idea. So it's this a is sword. a sword with a blade made out of light particles. It can cut through anything when the blade glows red and stun a target when it glows blue. When it's normal, it glows orange. Oh, so we can set it to kill or stun? Yeah, so it has like three settings. Like, you know, oh. you have one, two, and three. If you press one, if, and if it's red. Press one for lightsaber. Press two for phaser stun. Press three for... Pointy thingy. Yeah. <laughs> Just pointy, savvy thing. Oh, look, yes. I've been impaled. Exactly. <laughs> and the third thing he got from his dad was... Well, the I have a question first. Sure. His dad is rescued by this island that is protecting mm -hmm. him. He has all of these weapons on this island. Yes. Isn't he alone on this island? Why does the island need to give him weapons? No, he had him before. He oh, happened to okay. just okay. be stranded on this island with everything. It's like, don't you look at me that way, you lemur. Like, <laughs> and he's like, I like to move it, move it. I like to move it. Uh, the third thing he had was the impact ring, which increased the power when you hit someone. So all these three things. So he's one punch man. Yes. So all these three things, <laughs> Seahawk got, Jeff got from his father. I'm sorry. Hawking. So if, if Jeff... Is yes. one punch man. Does this not mean that he could take Adam out with a single punch? <laughs> yes. Jeff. Adam. We can. And Adam wouldn't see it coming because he Hulk frog leaped from like another <laughs> fucking island, just showed up in his face, punched him and crushed his skull. I know. Now, I wonder the timing of the Hulk was already around. Mm hmm. I don't know when One Punch Man was created, but it feels like they're just ripping off other characters' superpowers and saying, here, Seahawk. <laughs> you take it. He's like, don't mind if I do. It'll be an adventure. <laughs> what I find interesting about this is the background that they gave Seahawk to make it more interesting, which is something that we don't have in the modern one. And how do they think about this? This stuff, like about his dad, about his everything. I don't know. It, it was his, just really his dad's uh, sergeant slash lieutenant Terry Jeffords. Yes, <laughs> the Ebony Falcon. Honestly, Jeff, Jeff, come here. Let me give you my boots. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, Seahawk would be hard eyes over yeah. Sarge. Like, yes, absolutely. Oh, He'd be absolutely. like, "Teach me everything you know." 
Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So that is all the secret information I got. So you remember that episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where Jake goes, watch this. I'm going to run at Terry and he's going to jump and I'm going to jump. and He's going to catch me. And he goes, no, Jake, no, I'm holding a coffee cup. And he still drops the coffee cup to catch Jake. Yeah. But Seahawk. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my. No, exactly. Seahawk and Bo. No, Bo wouldn't do that to Terry no. if he was holding a coffee cup. Seahawk no, I mean, would. Seahawk, no, I mean, Seahawk would do that to Bo, and Bo is Terry in this situation. Oh, yeah. Bo will drop anything. Oh, absolutely. Him. But they don't have ceramic coffee coffee mugs, I don't think. No. I don't think so. But, na- but yes, the, the, the image of Seahawk instead of Jake jumping into Terry's arms just delights me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bo in that case is Boyle oh, <laughs> because it's like you were oh, right he, he would do it oh my god they have such Jake Boyle energy I know I cannot believe I didn't get that what until can I now. say except you're welcome which is also about the ocean <laughs> <laughs> okay so we now have that secret info about Bo thank you so like no secret about info- Seahawk I, I meant Jeff. I meant Seahawk. Thank you for that secret info with Seahawk. Okay, More so next episode. <laughs> okay, so uh, in the modern rendition, uh, the Netflix show, they have you know abilities and powers too. Uh, Mermista also has hydrokinesis. Again, she can control water with power and precision, and we see that quite a bit in the show. Actually, it's really cool. Uh, she also has mermaid transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we only see this like once when she's depressed in that one episode when she's in the tub. Or no. the very the, we see it the first time because she's sitting on her throne when she does it. Maybe. When she does what? When she, she turns it turns into, into a mermaid? mermaid. I think. No, it, it's in the episode when we met meet her. Yes, the sea Because Seagate. the horde is um, attacking. She didn't want oh, to get involved. Right. Yeah. And then she does. And then she jumps into the ocean and transforms right, as she falls. Right. Oh, I forgot about that one. I just remembered when she was in the tub in you know, her depressive yeah, episode. Yeah, because that's when Scorpius like, isn't this great? We're on a boat surrounded by nothing but water for in every direction. And Catcher's <laughs> like, just shut up. Uh, <laughs> yes, my worst uh, nightmare. Yes, her sulking in the tub is, I believe, was yesterday's TikTok video, mm-hmm. and it currently has a certain number of plays. It's over nine thousand. Oh, it, really? You know, it's... and not jokingly. I mean, because I know that that's an internet meme. It's over nine thousand, but it really is. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's currently at nine thousand two hundred and seventy. Yeah, nice. It's it's amazing. Everybody. Loves well, Sira is only seven hundred and four, which makes me yeah. sad because I, I know Sira should get more love. Attention. Yeah, Sira C- deserves love. Sira deserves. Go watch the Sira TikTok. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so aside from you know the powers that she has uh, in common with her eighties counterpart, she also has aura generation with the other princesses when you know their powers combine. They yeah. form Captain Shira. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, she has trident proficiency, thunder speak. What the fuck is thunder speak? It's that time when um in, in Mermysteries when she says like the things in time with she the thunder. She can't control the weather. She just can see. I talked to Soleil about this, and I had an actual legitimate <laughs> yes. theory about this. Yes, that we science the shit out of it. <laughs> I mean, we did. I did science the okay, shit out Mark of it. Watney's. 
yes, that because Burmista's power comes from the sea, she would, and is, and therefore by extension water, she would be very sensitive to pressure changes in the air or on the land when it comes to storms. So she'd be able to predict the timing of when the lightning would flash, the thunder would crash based on the pressure differential. Mm-hmm. So when she says, when Frost asks her, how do you do that? And she goes, I practice at home. Like it's because she knows she's she's gotten it down to, pun intended, a science. Yes. She doesn't is- make the thunder happen. <laughs> she's she, not Thor. She speaks thunder. Thunder. Hear the thunder. Thunder. I don't I don't know if it picked up me thumping on the yes on the, it did good because that's where it, it belongs and that is today's episode of sciencing the shit out of it yes <laughs> sorry I just feel like doing that I don't know why okay and the last thing that she has and this is oddly specific but she can speak seagull I thought she could communicate with all animals we don't really see that in the new Sira. The only thing we really see is Seagull. in the new Sira. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mermista Week, okay? Excuse you, it's Mermista and Seahawk Week. But it's really Mermista Week. We all know. Say that. things that make sense. Yes. Fine, I guess Seahawk can get some credit too. He should because of his mustache. <laughs> yes, he really should. But yeah, so she can speak Seagull, and uh, that is also. One of Seahawks' abilities because Mermista teaches him. And I love that episode. And I, I bring it up later. It's it's from Boys Night Out, where she's sulking in the bathtub. But Seahawk and Bo have been, and I think Swiftwind have yes, been Swiftwind captured. Too. And he's like by pirates who he thought he hired as a fake adventure but it turns out they're real pirates who are actually yes. after him which only he would be able to get that it's like setting up for like an escape room except only to find out you've walked into an actual trap like yeah. <laughs> oh it's like it's like setting up a see see uh an escape room and finding out that the organizer was saw from the saw movies <laughs> Okay, that just got really dark really fast. I'm, I'm going to just Ignore keep that. going. So Seahawk says to the others, don't worry, I can speak seagull. Because a seagull lands on him and talks to him. And my reaction, probably so, along with everybody else's, was, okay, sure, honey. You can speak seagull. That's lovely. And you then think, when okay. you're thinking that's complete bullshit, he's just trying to like, along with all the other swagger and stuff he makes up, it's nonsense. And then the seagull goes, you see later, the seagull shows up to Mermista. Mermista gets out of the bathroom, out of the bathtub, and is like, the boys are in trouble. We need to go rescue them. A, sea- a seagull told me. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, he really can speak seagull. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Isn't that the same as when Nemo's father Merlin is with uh, Dory and they're Dory, talking and to like, the whale and it's like yeah. you can't speak whale he's like come back and then at the end she can't speak and then he says thank you like speak yes. Yes. <laughs> it's the same thing it has the same energy and I love it it does I, I know it's so great All right, so they, they both have seagull communication they can both speak to seagulls and it's mine. not a stupid thing. It's great. Mine, 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 mine. Which is a very Seahawk attitude. Let's get it. Except he's more mine. 
Right. <laughs> but yes, so I, we've come full circle. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So yes, Seahawk is also very agile. The wiki listed this as one of his powers, so don't at me, but singing. And there are so many shanties. And I love them all. Best yes. friends we are, we. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't check the wiki. I hope that they listed singing as one of Scorpia's abilities then, too. I did not check that. I, I don't remember. I, I could be. I can if you want me to, but I have no, I, I mean, I was just like, if you're going to give him credit, you definitely should give her credit. Exactly. Absolutely. He also has arm wrestling. <laughs> Well, winning at arm wrestling unless he's fighting Adora, in which case it's losing at arm wrestling. Yeah, yes. pretty much. He he can hold his own against pretty much everybody else. Sword fighting, obviously. He's and a then, pirate. Any pirate who can't sword fight shouldn't be able to use the title of pirate. They might be an archer pirate. You don't know. An archer pirate? <laughs> that's that's no, that's an archer who's a member of the pirate's crew. <laughs> archer pirate. What is that bullshit? But if they're a member of the pirate's crew, they're still a pirate. Oh my god. You're the archer pirates. Leave me alone. Okay. Do you ever see Captain Hook pick up a bow and arrow? He can't. No, he's only got you... one hand. First of all, he has a second prosthetic hand. First of all, because I started with second of all, <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> How dare you insult my future husband like that? That, that is so. And third, who says with a bow and arrow you can't use the hook to pull back the string? Yeah, but how do you the arrow? You have to like hold yeah, the arrow like, also. Yeah, that's what with, you your with your left hand. No, you hold the bow and then you have to hold the arrow to yeah, like pull the to... string at the same time. If you do that with your hook, you can't do it unless you do it with your teeth and the, and the hook. That's an option, I guess. Okay, so this further proves my point. Pirates don't fire bows and arrows. <laughs> that is true. Can't can compete with that. Cannons or get out. <laughs> Walk yeah. the plank. Guns. They can use guns, but guns. not bows and arrows. Which is a step down from what did I say? Oh, a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So twelve guns put together. <laughs> so Seahawk can sword fight, and my absolute favorite thing. And yes, it is listed exactly like this in the wiki: fire-based tactics in combat. Well, that's technically not wrong because I know. he does set his ships on fire for fun, but he also <laughs> sets his ship on fire in the Seagate. In the first mm -hmm. episode, we meet him. He and Glimmer set it on fire and send it toward the Horde's ship, mm -hmm. the one that poor Scorpia is driving and mm -hmm. Catra is freaking out on, to as like a kamikaze ship. And mm -hmm. Glimmer teleports them out of there. So technically, that's using fire strategically. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. But I absolutely love it. <laughs> Do you think the first one ever he set on fire was by mistake? And then he was like, ooh, I can use this. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm torn because part of me thinks if there was an accident, he'd go, ooh. But part of me thinks he just said, you know what would make this better? 
fire <laughs> there's a reason he doesn't have a crew because he probably had a crew the first time he set the ship on fire and they're like we're out nope nope <laughs> nope <laughs> well okay and also i love how like willing he is to teach though too because like when Bo and adora and everybody else like pay him to take them to everybody Salinas. else being glimmer glimmer yeah, Gla- glimmer. yeah. All I the crew, thought, you know. I it was Glimmer and Swiftwind. No, Swiftwind wasn't there, was he? Okay. No. But no, like when, when he... If Swiftwind was there, they would have flown. Flown to Selenius. We wouldn't have needed one ship. person. You don't know that. No, okay. But anyway, when he takes the main trio to Selenius, mm-hmm. he's trying to teach them. He he realizes very quickly they know how to sail. But he does his best to like be like, okay, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. Like, Bo's he, already like, I have five different knots. And he's like, wow. Those take years to master. Yes. <laughs> Like, he has this look in his eye kind of like, I will adopt him as my son. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like, hey, I just met you and this is crazy, but you're really great at knots, so let me adopt you maybe. Like, <laughs> yes. He's and Bo is just like literal hard eyes over this Bo guy. would say yes. He would. Oh, yeah. Can like I say something crazy? Dad. Yeah. Can I adopt you? Can I say something even crazier? Yes. <laughs> yes. They will love it. Now, Marmista and Seahawk seem to be the oldest of the bunch, especially Seahawk. For some reason, they have a more mature vibe to both of them. Well, them Mm -hmm. and Scorpia. Yeah, I mean, I think Bo, Scorpia, and Entrapta are in one category. And then, I don't know why I see Marmista and Seahawk a little bit older. If not older, age-wise, mature, more mature. Well, not Seahawk. Well, if you're going by maturity level, Seahawk is most of the time near the bottom of the scale. (laughs) But I actually see Scorpia personally about the same age as Seahawk and Mermista. But again, as I mentioned in previous episodes, I think height may have something to do with that. Yeah, that could be true. Mm -hmm. One thing we forgot to mention, and I only realized this when I was putting together the TikToks. When we go to Selenius and we're introduced to Mermista, she actually says that her dad stepped down and let her run the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And she said it would have been nice to, you know, inherit something that it was not even falling, falling apart. down, falling apart. So he abdicated. Yeah, but like he's still there. And- Is he or did he just get on a ship and it's like, hey, I'm sailing off with the elves to the the new, the new land. Bye. Either to the, this bubble island. Um, the bubble island. <laughs> <laughs> either way. He's going to go be besties with Micah on Beast Island. Yes. yes. Either way, he left teenage daughter in charge of a kingdom that is falling apart was he also connected to the pearl did he have powers that he renounced so mermista could have them or if he's still connected and has them why didn't he stay and help her or was he just a shitty father yeah But, so you know, the fact, the fact that she said, you know, he stepped down and now it's me and everybody's gone. She has like Except one, for that one guard that's a servant and right, also a butler and everything else. Because he's like, wait, who goes there? Yeah, As he runs down the staircase and they're like standing there for a good minute and a half as he runs down all these stairs. He goes, who? Who are you and what do you want? And they're like, we're here to see Princess Mermista. Okay, come with me. Give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Come with me. <laughs> and he's also the one who uh, baptized the bo- the new boat for Seahawk. So he's yes, like he's everywhere. Like christened, not baptized. Oh. He broke the bottle on the ship. It's called christening a ship. Christening. Yeah, she goes, here, I gave you a new one. And he just goes, like he had like a champagne catapult. Yeah. ready just pew! And, I, yeah. and i was like wow talk about like assembly line efficiency yeah. there yeah but he's the only one so like every other kingdom we don't know most of them we don't know what happened to the parents and trapped as parents we don't know what happened frost that we have no idea her own. yeah, yeah like, like what happened to the other one she wasn't born from a robot so we don't yeah. know well what... actually she's listed on the wiki as species unknown interesting maybe she's that a terminator that does make me wonder though why was frosta like princess seemingly ruling by herself of the largest land in Etheria? because we think her parents were killed yes in the first war i wouldn't be surprised but what i mean is like most of this other princesses there's the parents are not there whatever the reason they're not there absentee parents big it's a big theme in this show yeah mm. glimmer is the only one that ends up with you mean both parents at different times of her life and yet they still could be classified as absentee because they're busy yes mormista is the is the only princess i think so far and i think it's the only one whose dad we know still living but said fuck it you run it well i don't know if we know <laughs> he's still living she just said he left we don't know no he i think she said he stepped down yeah she's okay so, so just because he, stepped, he down. stepped down he could have died between when he left the castle and now he doesn't have to be alive but she might not know that and as far as we yeah. know she thinks he's alive yeah so uh, not that she cares i mean she doesn't really yeah. seem to care one way or the other obviously but it's the only parent that it's Calm down there snake to be around and it's not and it actually said you know my kingdom is falling apart i don't want to be here anymore here mm. you take it, it it's oh my of- god it's john winchester <laughs> oh, oh, i have god. a problem to solve so i'm gonna go and leave this to my kids yeah you are it's not equipped to solve the problem i've left them but fuck it yeah it, it's very interesting Shitty. and to think about it and maybe that whole attitude we don't know what happened to marmista's mother but maybe that shaped her a little bit on how she is like that she doesn't care but she does care it may come something on that side well isn't it heavily implied that the first princess alliance was all of the mothers of these girls yeah and that it fell apart or was decimated Mm -hmm. right and i and i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of their parents died in the same battle that angela thought micah died in Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's so Mermista may have been a very optimistic, open person when she was younger. And then after her mother died, she's like, I'm going to care, but I'm going to put up a front because I'm not going to allow myself to be broken down like that again. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. But damn, that's really sad. Yeah. She does all right for herself. <laughs> yes, she, she does. does. Which brings us back to Doe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a female deer. A sea deer. What? Is that a platypus? <laughs> <laughs> or I, I, by platypus, I meant walrus. but <laughs> or, or sea lion. Something that has... More like a seal. Let's move away from this conversation. <laughs> We're making no sense. Do Let's we go ever? Back. But I think this is worse <laughs> than ever before. Okay. So, Mermista 
may or may not have a personality. We don't know. She doesn't really care. But according to the research we did, the Myers-Briggs test, the MBTI four-letter jumble that everybody seems to get, she is an INFJ. INFJs, it says that Mermista is a dependable and insightful friend. She excels as the ruler of her kingdom and actively seeks out a neutral role in the war until the horde provokes her into action. Because she, when Glimmer and the others approach her, until the horde attacks the magical gate, she's on the brink of saying, no, I'm not getting involved. I don't care about your war. And then she sees Adora transform into She-Ra, fight off the horde, and she's like, okay, I want to be on whatever side she's on. Yeah, I want her on my team. Yeah, uh, I want the one with the eight-foot-tall crazy lady. So... And, okay, it actually makes sense because if the horde is not actively, you know, fighting her, why should she get involved and risk her people in her kingdom? Her kingdom was evacuated. Yeah. When we talked about Frosta the other day, it gave the sensation the farthest kingdom away from the Horde was Frosta's. Yes. So she didn't want to get involved because like the battle never got to her. Right. But we see Mermista's kingdom fall and she still didn't want to. I think it goes back a little to the 80s where Mermista's dad, king, whatever, said, you know, if I don't bother them, then they won't bother me. (laughs) Yeah, that always works. Yes. And like she didn't want to admit how much she cared. So she's like, oh, you know, if the horde comes and knocks on my door, whatever, they're not going to get through. And then when you see her in that final scene with the gate in tatters, she falls to her knees and sobs because she's like, oh, my God, they took my home. Mm -hmm. Like, I honestly think she talked herself into believing it was impossible for the horde to take Selenius. Yes. That makes sense. So INFJs like Mermista, could likely relate to her seemingly unapproachable exterior, hiding beneath it a much more compassionate and gentle soul, which is Mermista. It's like, I don't care, I said, caringly. <laughs> yes. As I care deeply. Like right, Mariah. As I care, right. As well as the enjoyment of activities that she has that help to keep INFJ's minds active, which it was funny because this article gave the example of mystery novels, <laughs> which for Mermista and her Mer Mysteries, which yep. all of whose titles are puns, mm-hmm. sea related puns, all of the books, the Mer Mystery books, which I loved. Yeah. Just, that's such a great episode. I know. Mm-hmm. It, it shows is. you another side of her that is. It's one of the few things you see her actually being excited about yes. that's not punching someone in the face, like something that for like, me time that mm-hmm. she would choose to do. We don't mm-hmm. see a playful side of any of the other princesses. I think she's the only one that shows us something different, isn't she? Well, Perfuma also talks about, you know, creating more mysteries, but she's the only other one. Right, because yeah. she goes, spoilers! <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the not sleepover imprisoning of Scorpia ended with Frosta throwing a pillow in Scorpia's face to try and start a pillow fight. Yes. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, but you're right. She doesn't, she tries to keep her composure on the outside and not really let anyone 
for lack of a better word, pun intended, see who <laughs> she is on the inside because that could in turn be used against her as a weakness. That is also a common thing through all of them because yes. Frosta, Frosta didn't want them to see her as a childish, so she put up like a very tough front. Yeah, very mature, very direct, very will take no shit. Yeah, and Trapta, I don't think she could care less. Also, it's only her, her robots, the baker, the cook, and the pastry chef. So yes. it's not like she has a lot of people she has to impress. Yeah. Perfuma puts this calm exterior, and then you see her eye twitch when she doesn't like something. But you know that, you know, he's she's screaming inside her head. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Glimmer also puts a very confident front, but she is so... She has so much self-doubt in herself until she comes into her powers. She bottles her emotions up until she fucking explodes. Yes. Yeah. Like she did at Frosta. Yeah, and yes. Natasha even mentions that as one of Glimmer's weaknesses because Glimmer's like, oh, yeah, you have you have weaknesses on all of us. And she goes, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and you, you have crippling self-doubt. <laughs> and yeah. everyone's weakness is fire. Most of them is fire. Yes. Most of them. But arguably all of them because those whose powers aren't weak against fire, if you set someone on fire, they are preoccupied and cannot fight back. So Exactly. But but it is common throughout all the princesses to have a tougher exterior protecting them because of the reality of all their kingdoms. Right, with the exception of Perfuma, who tries actively to keep herself open. Mm -hmm. I feel like Perfuma also has a sense of, not to get into this too much, but how powerful she can be. Because they even say multiple times, you're afraid to unleash your full power for fear of hurting someone. Yeah. So I think she knows how powerful she can be, which is why she actively tries to be, you know, all peace, light, and love. Exactly. So back to the opposite of outward peace, light, and love, Miss <laughs> Mermista. We think that she is a Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, 80-20 split. But that 80% Hufflepuff, she does her damnedest to keep hidden. Yes. Because, as we said before, when she sees Selenius occupied by the Horde, she is absolutely again wrecked i don't i really don't mean to keep doing this i am just that amazing yes you are thank you that she she falls to her knees and starts crying you you barely ever see the girl laugh let alone (laughs) show such intense emotion and even though she pretends not to care she's very observant and has a good eye for strategy so even if she's messing with Bo's quote dolls no they're table battle action figures that she's still keeping an eye on things without drawing attention to herself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I would like to say out of all of the plans when they're doing that hers is the most feasible (laughs) I don't remember which one was hers Zira the Zira but basically it was just her using her powers and you know overwhelming the horde which is the most feasible plan that they came up with yes If you want anybody to survive, though, it's not. Yeah, that's fair. She's a very practical thinker. And I think Mm -hmm. if you have Glimmer in charge, her plans will be so complicated that, uh, you know, midway, you'll be like, and what was this supposed to be doing now? That or they'd be spur of the moment because she's a hothead. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mermista, I think it's very organized. Yes. And 
when it, I, I think she could really see how to put each person and take full advantage of their powers strategically. Yes. Which makes sense, given that she was ruler of a kingdom that presumably had inhabitants before it was evacuated. She would have to know how to distribute her guards, how to distribute her power and wealth throughout the city and keep that in balance so that it was a functioning society. She'd have to be able to size people up and kind of get an idea of what's going on. So mm-hmm. she just does the same thing here with the other princesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and she's she- the one that sees the big picture. And she's yes. damn good at it. She is. Which is the reason why when Adora and the rest of the best friend squad go up into space in season five, she is left in charge of the rebellion on Etheria. Mm-hmm. She is the head of the rebellion. Even Micah is answering to her. I love that Adora, I mean, Adora knows like she is the captain of the team. And when she has to go, she specifically goes to Mermista and grabs her by the shoulder and say, you know, it's your turn now. You are in charge. And Marmista says, like, yeah, I know I'm a great leader. And I know she says it kind of as a joke, but I think deep inside she knows that she can do it. Right. She's playing it off as a joke so that it doesn't come off as pompous because it's actually true and she can back it up. Right. Yes. And I actually think that is so important, especially for little girls to see uh, someone make a woman be in charge, say you're the leader now, and the woman say even jokingly, yeah, I know I'm a good leader. So the Gryffindor part of her, I think, tries to keep herself guarded from letting other people know what she's truly feeling. It's the mask she puts on. Mm-hmm. It's everything's fine when really it's not. Like the example when she loses her kingdom and sulks in a, in the bathtub and goes, oh, look, more ice cream because I'm the princess of ice cream now. <laughs> and Glimmer goes, Mermister, are you okay? And she goes, totally. Uh, are you alone? Totally. And then Glimmer said, I thought you said I, you were alone. And Mermister says, I am deep down inside. So alone because Adora's in there mopping. Yeah. And she's like, are you two going to fight again? And then just sinks into the bathtub, like, up to her eyes. And it's just like, whatever. I mean, she's the one that takes, um, she's the one that takes initiative in Mer Mysteries to smoke out the spy within mm-hmm. the Alliance. That's mm-hmm. another example of her dropping her mask and taking control when it's needed. Yes. And... The last example I had, we mentioned in Entrapta's episode in Launch, which is season five, episode two, when Mermista gets real angry at Entrapta because they're getting swarmed by bots and Entrapta's trying to get this signal and they're like, you're going to get us all killed. And Entrapta says, I'm not good at people, but I'm good at tech. I thought maybe if I could use tech to help you, you'd like me. And even though Mermista's angry, she's still trying to get the signal and Entrapta is like, of course, Glimmer needs us. And Mermista pauses for a moment and her, her expression goes blank, not in a I'm hiding things, but in an I'm calculating what's been laid before me kind of mm-hmm. way. I'm putting the pieces together. And she looks from Glimmer to the drones and bots flying above them to Entrapta who's looking towards the tower she needs to climb to get the signal and that's when Mermista says, okay, Geek Princess, get that signal. 
will cover you. Because in that moment, she's realized that there were more pieces to the puzzle of it that is Entrapta than she was previously seeing. Mm-hmm. So she was reevaluating the bigger picture. She has, she can command without having to exercise a lot of power. And the other princesses actually see her as a natural leader and follow her. Because if you see each of the princesses separate, each one has a king, rules a kingdom, and they could say, you know, I can do this better than you or disagree with her. But I think they follow Mermista more without doubting her than they would Shira or Adora. Because Mermista just does it by taking Perfuma's chair. Like, that's all she needs. Like, she all needs to do. It's like, I thought you could use a different perspective. And Mer- uh, Perfuma's like, twitch, 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 twitch. <laughs> okay, I'll sit in that chair. Because she's right. I mean, even though she did it on purpose and just to, to get some reaction out of, out of Perfuma, she is right that you need a new perspective. Absolutely. Mermista is the person, the rare person that doesn't have to say, I am the, the princess, I am the queen, I am in charge. She's the rare person that doesn't have to say that. And you know the whole adage, if you have to say that you're the king. Yeah. Right. Like, if she walked into a room full of strangers, everyone would know that she was important without her having said a word. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. because she radiates that power of control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And coming back to what we have said over and over again, it is really great to see a person of color a, a adolescent teen almost a woman who is not barbie type to be in charge to command so many people without you know to, to be powerful to be able to be a leader and she's curvy as hell and i love it yes yes yes, yes. even you know from her, her skin color to her hair to her attitude it, it empowers little kids to Little humans, yes. Little humans. I don't know. My mind's gone. Um, you know, that you that you can't do it. That you can be nice and you can be strong. And it do- doesn't mean... And you can say no. Exactly. Yes. If someone says you're going to do that, you can say, Mermista will what? Yes. Like, she didn't give in until she got the explanation. You have to go into the sewers because you're the only one that can breathe underwater. Mm-hmm. But she had no hesitation about pushing back at first, saying, you're giving me a shitty job, pun intended. (laughs) No, no, no pun. It's the truth. (laughs) And until Adora said, look, everybody else would drown, that she goes, oh, fine. That's the other thing. She's a princess, a ruler of a kingdom. She could have said no, but she still does it for the greater good. I mean, I know they're all nice because, you know. But she's not usually the best team player. Yes. She she pushes when she can, but she's going to do it for the greater good. Right. right. But not in the way Grindelwald did it. No. That, no. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get there eventually, but fuck yes. that. And now we move on to her exact opposite and proof that opposites attract. Another one of the loves of my life, Seahawk. I love that the first time we see him, he just jumps on her lap. Right. And she just physically shoves him off and he lands on the floor. Yeah. And he's just like, yes, I know her. And then leans against the throne on the. (laughs) Yes. Like, I didn't just totally get embarrassed. No, it's it's fine. She wants me here. I know. She's like, bring food for everyone except Seahawk. Yeah. (laughs) And she makes it a point. 
every time to say, oh, Seahawk isn't important in by which saying, yeah, I care about Seahawk. It's like, oh, he's just my ride. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't invite him to Princess Prom. I just needed a way to get here. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. I mean, you could have come with that one guard you had left in Salinas. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he things. knows how to operate a ship. Yes. But no, you picked Seahawk. So Seahawk, like Scorpia and like Perfuma, is the epitome of a Hufflepuff. Yes, he is. He is loyal. He is true. He's now this isn't true for all Hufflepuffs, just like there are characteristics that aren't true for all houses. He's the stereotype, happy, bubbly, upbeat. Oh, yes. Kind of never ending optimism kind of person. He's always there for Mermista, even if she's shit talking him, yes. which is a lot because he he knows in his heart that she doesn't mean it. He can see through her shield. Oh, absolutely. He's the only one that knows the real her. Yeah. He's like, you know, you can bullshit everybody, but not me. Right. And that's why he just brushes it off. Like, right. He speaks very highly of his friends. Like in the Seagate, the first episode where we meet Mermista and Seahawk, he starts out with all this swagger and bravado. It's like, oh, I can take you. I know the way to Selenius. I'm good friends with the princess. And by the end, when she's like, okay, just go. He's like, if I may ask a favor, please consider Princess Glimmer's offer of joining the Princess Alliance. I think she is smart and brave and i think this would be good for you and your kingdom and i think it would be good for them to have you mm -hmm. he met glimmer well in showtime it's probably a couple of days ago but in like actual watching time it's 15 minutes ago mm -hmm. but <laughs> and yet he's already vouching for her yes well even a couple of days is still really quick to be vouching for somebody like that right and the perfect example. Now, I am going to ask for some help. Now, last time, because we, we brought this up in the Scorpia episode, but this time I'm going to bring it up from Seahawks' side. Mm -hmm. uh, the episode Whiteout, season two, episode five. I, I don't know. Pick a character. Go. Adora. Scorpia? You don't sound so sure. Do you want to be Scorpio or Seahawk? Actually, Seahawk. Okay, <laughs> I fine. You might want to be Seahawk more. Fine. Okay. <laughs> I, I, was, I was debating. I was on the fence. Uh, <laughs> but this, the conversation in Whiteout that we are about to dramatically reenact for you <laughs> is where Adora is cursed drunk because of the sword. And they're all basically stuck in a closet trying to hide from both the snowstorm outside and the giant elemental worm monster things that want to eat the, the gem that Catra has. And Rita Skeeter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking about how they both feel overlooked and they both come to the conclusion that they don't need the validation of others to realize that they are worthwhile. So... Take it away, Seahawk. Hand her over. Let go. Katra entrusted me with watching her. I can't let her down. Katra. <laughs> She's mean. 
She's misunderstood. You of all people should know that. I mean, you grew up together. I can't compete with that. No matter what I do, I can't even seem to break down her walls. But you two, even when you're trying to kill each other, you can tell there's a real bond there. I just, I wish she would see me as being worth her time, too. I, I know how you feel. Just once, I'd like to hang out with Remista and her friends. I'm good at groups. I have excellent stories of daring do. Why don't they want me around? Oh, I hear ya. Catra's been so busy since she got promoted, but she still always expects me to make time for her. Does she even understand how much I do for her? Exactly! It seems like the only time anyone wants to hang out is when they need me to give them a ride or do something for them. Ugh, tell me about it. Catra once used my rock-hard exoskeleton as a nail file. I even had to buff. (laughs) Is there something wrong with us? You know, you guys are really great. You're just, like, the best. You're good friends and good people, and I like you. You're so pointy. (laughs) You know what? She's right. We are really great. I'm clever, roguishly good-looking, and a top-notch sailor. I don't care if anyone else thinks I'm cool. I don't need their opinions to validate me. I'm Seahawk! And me? I am brave, strong, give great hugs, and I'm loyal. You may have left Catra, but someday she's going to see that I won't. I'll be there for her because that's who I am. And scene. (laughs) And it's true. The two of them actually, I like to think, became very close friends once Mm -hmm. Scorpia joined the rebellion. Because when they first run into each other in this episode, she's like, wait, Scorpia's like, wait, the pirate inspector from the bright side? (laughs) And he's like, Inspect Yes, yes, I was in the inspector in that surprise inspection. Because he doesn't even remember. Which is it's the same plot from the 80s. He's also an inspector in the fright zone. Oh, is he really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But it, it will be very hard for them to see each other as worthwhile. And when they have somebody else tell them how it is, it kind of opened their, you know, opens their eyes to. They found this. common ground with someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, what she says is right. Even if you know Adora was half drunk when she said it, it was true. And sometimes you. Yes, I am really pointy. Uh, yes, you are pretty pointy. <laughs> um, but it is sometimes you need someone from the outside because you're so immersed in the same situation happening to you over and over that you need someone from the outside to actually tell you how it is. And we say in Argentina, kind of like the coin dropped, like, you know, it dropped in your head. Maybe you try to see it so many times, but you didn't realize until someone said it to you. And then it clicks different. Yeah, the light bulb went off. Finally, all these things that I've taken note of, but haven't really truly acknowledged, suddenly stand out in my head and I realize... Oh gosh, you're right. Hmm. Yeah, like, and I'm I- not worthless. I am a great person and give great hugs. Or I do have great tales of daring do and am mm-hmm. brave and am great at committing arson. And, <laughs> and Seahawk wants to be liked and admired by others, which I think is part of the reason half of that is a front. Because mm-hmm. after this conversation, yes, he's still the arsonist 
pirate, but he's toned it down from the beginning because he's realized he's got people who likes who like him for who he truly is, for who he showed them mm-hmm. he was. Mm-hmm. Not that we don't love the sea shanty art- arsonist, but that that's not necessary every time for us to want to be around you. Mm-hmm. What what is if you if you draw a parallel to what kids sometimes experience, especially the line that says that Seahawk said, I don't need their opinion to validate me. I think it's very strong and it's very important. Absolutely. That's super important. That sometimes go through uh, bullying in school. Oh, absolutely. And, and to That's know- even true in adulthood. Yes. That we get to this point and... I mean, I'm 32 and there have been a couple things that have happened in my life, say with my sister, that I've realized, okay, you know what? I deserve to be treated with respect. I've let it go this long. It's time I put my foot down. Mm -hmm. Even though in the back of my head all these years I've been saying, well, this sucks, but it's not going to change. No, I can do something about it. This is relatable for people of all ages. And I feel like, yes, because we get the impression that Seahawk and Remist are older, the fact that Seahawk realizes this is kind of like, it's never too late to realize that and respect yourself Mm -hmm. and tell other people, look, I deserve respect. Yeah, I was just pointing it at, because this show is pointed to um, young audiences, the fact that you have characters that are not appreciated but can come to the conclusion that we are worth it. We are, even though some people may not still appreciate us, we are worth of having friends, of love, and of being who we are. We don't have to change. Correct. As long as you love yourself and are happy with who you are, Mm -hmm. that's what matters. Yes. The other two things that are very Hufflepuff things and just general amazing I love you Seahawk things. (laughs) He's fun. Yes, he is. In every single way. I mean, he's the comic relief, but he's got a heart of gold. And my favorite thing is that even though Mermista fake talks shit about him and she is blatantly aware that he likes her, The parallel I draw between him and her, because he adores her, but he respects her, and that's more important to him. Mm -hmm. He's willing to wait for her to come to him and would rather be in her life as a friend than not at all if she isn't interested in a relationship. The only other couple that I can think of that this almost perfectly reminds me of, except with the gender roles switched, is Hardison and Parker from Leverage. Hmm. That Hardison obviously adores Parker. Parker is still figuring things out. And they have this conversation in an episode where Parker has finally decided, okay, I'm going to tell him because she's not good with emotions. She's like, I have feelings for, and they're sitting at a like a bar top. And she he goes, yeah. And she panics and picks up like one of the bowls of bar food and goes, pretzels. I have feelings for pretzels and slides the bowl towards him. And he goes, okay, but just so you know, and he slides the bowl back to her, the pretzels will be here when you're ready for them. And it is the sweetest thing. And it is so respectful Mm -hmm. because 
she's not ready to deal with emotions yet. And he said, I hear you. I'm here for what in whatever capacity you need me. Yes. And I'm not going to push past what you're comfortable with. He never gives up on her. When, uh, and this is again, I noticed it because I was doing the TikToks. When Marmistis chipped, Seahawk talks to her. And it's the first time when you see her eyes change is because of him. Which I thought it was Aww. so sweet. <laughs> because on the inside, she cares so much for him that it's the only thing that can make her come back from being brainwashed. And I don't know, it's just so sweet, sweet. That, that, that he's still there for her, whatever she needs. And he thinks the world of her. Oh, absolutely. And especially, again, we keep coming back to the Pika Blue episode mm -hmm. where she goes, oh, quick, hide me. And he goes, what? And she goes, I may have set that guy's boat on fire. And he goes literally heart eyes and goes, I have never loved you more. <laughs> first he's or, trying to or, no because she no it's because she puts her hand over his mouth yes because he, he's about to explode with something big and you just hear him go like through the mumble you're, you're everything, everything i've, I've ever, ever wanted, wanted. <laughs> and like it's oh it's just oh I, it's I, fun because she actually reveals that she did it just to see how it felt like and and she's like yeah, and it felt really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she is, she likes him, is concerned about him. It's She wants to see what makes him happy. Right. They are opposites, but... They are complete opposites. He uses fire, she uses water. I mean, if you put them together, they should not be compatible, and they no, are. No, you get a steamy relationship. <laughs> oh! <laughs> They complement each other. Each has aspects that the other does not. Mm -hmm. And so they complement each other's personalities where they're needed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. They fit like puzzle pieces. Yes. I finally found you my missing puzzle piece. Exactly. Except your missing puzzle piece has been following you around for probably <laughs> years. Not <laughs> following you around like a stalker, but like as a friend. Yeah. And you just don't want to admit you like him. Yes. <laughs> because you can't tell a girl you like her. It makes you look like an idiot. <laughs> exactly. I won't say I'm in love. That was... I completely got that wrong. Yeah, that I was referencing a very Potter musical, but okay. No, but my <laughs> thought was I won't say I'm in love from Hercules. Right. Song stealer off my playlist. Sure. I, didn't, uh, was, I didn't look. I didn't know it was on your playlist. And last thing about Seahawk, he has a nemesis. His name is Admiral Scurvy. <laughs> Once again, we haven't left the 80s in the let's name everything very literally. <laughs> and because scurvy is a disease you get at sea from not having enough of a specific vitamin. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> you didn't know that? <laughs> I, I knew that. It's, it's a pun. It's a pun. He's Admiral Scurvy because he doesn't have enough vitamin Seahawk. <laughs> I was going to say because he's a scurvy dog. <laughs> okay, we are that part of the podcast. Right. But you only hear him talk about Admiral Scurvy like once or twice. And then Admiral Scurvy is the guy who shows up 
and actually kidnaps Seahawk Bowen Swift <laughs> instead of the people Seahawk hired for a fake adventure kidnapping. Yes. <laughs> and in conclusion, I love him. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they are one of the greatest relationships in this show. Really yes, it, it, they're they're, re- they're refreshing. They are different. They're not like the lovey dovey. Refreshing, like a tall, cool drink of water. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, they are. They're not the lovey dovey, you know, uh, very kind of too sweet relationship. They have something. They are they have a spark. They have that yes. banter. They have. They're quippy. That's the mm-hmm. kind of relationship I want. I, I, I want. I want the sappy shit too, but I want the fun <laughs> stuff as well. Yes. I I don't know why when I was thinking about them, I thought they were very much like Princess Leia and Han Solo. Han, Be- Solo. Han Solo. Because she is, you know, she's smart. She's independent. Han she, Solo. Han Solo. I'm sorry. I'm Han very, Solo. very tired. I come from a, like a 10 hour work day. Because she is the one that is more powerful. She's more, she's smarter. She is, independent she has powers and he doesn't she yes royal. she's royalty but she's royalty and he is like the rebel who sets things on fire and... he is literally the rebel without a cause until yeah. mermista joins the princess alliance and then he has a cause because she has a cause well han does the same thing yeah i mean well han he also has a heart of gold he says yes. i don't care when he really does care yes but it oh, would yeah. be the other way around you know when leia said when um han says i love you well when leia says i love you and he says i know i know this will be reverse like seahog will say i love you and she'll be like i know, I know. not like i care yeah right. it's like han's personality with leia's power yes yes but they remind me so much there's they're a really nice couple, and you they're know so they're going to be together forever. Like, I, I would have, love I to see them in them. the future. Yes. Like, we got the future flash mm-hmm. of Bo and Glimmer and Catra and Adora. I would love, first of all, I want to see, technically, Prince Consort Seahawk. <laughs> I want to see that outfit, because I guarantee you, whatever outfit they made him wear, he threw it away and made his own outfit. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And half the time, he's just draping himself across Mermista's lap on the throne like a cat. Yes. She's like, get off. And he's like, no. I I found one picture, and I I think I shared it with you, that showed Mermista their kids. Like, they had four kids. And I I see that one of the boys was actually more Mermista Mermaid Tide, and the girl was the pirate. Right. The girl would be like Seahawk would treat her like a little princess and Mermista would be like, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me. I have a tiny female Seahawk running around on my hands. Yes. Where did my genes go in creating this child? <laughs> because now he has a partner in crime. Yes. Like, there are two of them. And she's four. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it will be great. A lot of these characters, it will be great to see how they are in the future. We talked about Frosta last time. I mean, we see her as very young. We don't even see her as a teenager. And it will be amazing to to see. So get working. Legit, I would watch a show of just their future. Not even war. Just give me their future. Yeah, yeah. give me the domestic fluffy shit. That's what I live for. Kind of like Big Brother, but Shira edition. 
Yes. yes. <laughs> Except they're not all fighting against each other for a prize. They're just hanging out and having fun. So friends, but yeah. with Sheer addition. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so it is time for Fun with the with Best, best Friends Squad. squad. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know what made me do that this time. <laughs> but I found a Tumblr post the other day that made me both very intrigued and then later very angry. Okay. Because evidently there have been historians, I believe from some of the universities in London that have been studying old sea shanties that mm-hmm. have been found throughout the course of excavations and things like that. And they found that they all have something in common. Do you know what that is? Scurvy. That they were all written in the key of C. <laughs> I am so mad at you right now. I know. Cause I got all the way through it thinking, Oh really? Oh my God, this is so educational. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is great. I hate it. <laughs> so you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay. I'm suffering now. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, that's the rule of friendship. I suffer, you suffer. Yep. <laughs> okay. In a modern AU, in high school, who would Seahawk and Mermista be? And I'm thinking clickwise. Like, you've got your jocks, your band geeks, your nerds, your who who is Mermista and who is Seahawk? You see, I didn't see it that way, but I thought Mermista will be involved in so many sports. Like, she will be the sporty type, and he will be the class clown. That's fair. I, when I read this question, my first thought was, um, she'd be a, like, punk skater girl with an I don't care attitude. Maybe on the sports teams, but I didn't think about that. And he would be the biggest fucking nerd in the whole school that was like into theater and cosplay and you know just like followed her around like a puppy dog when he wasn't at rehearsals i have mine was a combination of both of what you just said actually (laughs) i saw her as a kind of punk i don't give a fuck but captain of the school volleyball team okay yes because she packs a punch and her serve would be like instant point for her team because the other people would rather dive out of the way than take that ball to the yeah. And Seahawk, in addition to being the biggest nerd, would be probably some sort of brass player in the marching band. With oh, something God, like yes. a sousaphone and act like it was the coolest shit ever. Now, Note, I was in color guard for four years. Marching band is cool. I am not hating on anything. But he would be like, look at my instrument. Isn't it the most badass? And she'd be like, no, it's a giant horn you put over your shoulder. That's boring. He'd be the bass drum player. No, drum players are always cool. He's kind of cool. But no, he he would be the enthusiastic one. Like. Yes. He'd even be enthusiastic if he was in the pit playing the xylophone. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, that's just his personality. Yeah, he'd just that's be way too enthusiastic. What I picture Seahawk as yes. in high school. My best friend. Yeah. I want to. I mean, I see Seahawk as me. <laughs> kind of. Uh, during peacetime, now this can be in the world of Shira or in a modern day AU. How would Seahawk and Mermista spend a weekend? 
either together or separately. They'll like, be together. Well, they'd have a spa weekend. They would have a spa weekend. I think they're together. I don't picture them separate, but I think they will go, they will do like crazy, crazy activities like bungee jumping, skydiving, things that are as far away from the ocean as possible. Well, see, I'm picturing them in the world of uh, Shira. So, like, they would both, like, want to break from all of the craziness that their general lives are. No, I think she'll be like, let's go skydiving. And he'll be so scared, but he will do it for her. Now I'm just picturing them living in a treehouse in the Whispering Woods. <laughs> they would! She left a sign hanging on the doorknob of Selenius Castle, gone camping for the weekend, be back later. <laughs> yeah, she just leaves that sign on the sea gate. Like Nobody handwritten. Like yeah. handwritten. Yeah, like, please don't invade, I'm gone for the weekend. Yeah, gone camping, not that you care. Yeah, no, gone camping, if you want to fight me, I'm in the Whispering Woods. No, no, she please wouldn't don't. even, that's too long. No. She doesn't care about giving that much details. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> What profession not related to the ocean would Seahawk and Mermista have? Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, let's see. Seahawk oh, Lord. would be a demolitions expert. <laughs> <laughs> he would blow up buildings for a living. So a failed demolitions expert in like film and television because he got so out of control that he had to go to construction because he just made things too big and too explosive and they couldn't control him. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Now that you mentioned, he would absolutely be the demolitions expert in film and television because you can do it, but artistically. <laughs> James Cameron will love him. Yes. And Mermista is a high-powered executive business consultant for when firms and Fortune 500 companies are not doing so well, she comes in and cleans them up. Cool. So I... now, that you, now that you said that, I just pictured April Ludgate answering Ron Swanson's phone. Yes! But Mermista, mm. I'm sorry, are you available on November 23rd, Juneteenth? And then, <laughs> like, just spinning her chair away and hanging up <laughs> the phone. I think Mermista will be a writer. I think she will put everything that she keeps bottle inside into writing, but she will be like a fake name, you know, the ones that you don't know who it is. Yeah, fake name is better. Pen name. <laughs> Pen name. Pen pal name. And Seahawk will be a camp counselor. <laughs> I just yes. see him in the wilderness yes, with little would. ones. Except yes. if you saw a bear, he'd be the first one running away. Yes. <laughs> okay, All okay, the okay. children would be following him. Yeah. Okay, okay, but picture this. Kindergarten teacher Seahawk. Oh, yes. That yes, is and he does camp counseling in the summers. I mean, that is kind of like Oliver Wood School for Youngsters. Yeah, that was my headcanon. Yeah. Uh, Oliver Wood, captain of or head of the uh, Little League Quidditch. Yes. Aww. That's Seahawk. Yes, yeah, that is Seahawk. It is. I. I'm going to piggyback off of what you said, because now, regardless of what Seahawks profession is, although I am pretty sure he is like a preschool teacher or a kindergarten teacher. Yes. So he just comes home covered in paint hand, hand prints and he says circle time and everybody runs around and he's like, OK, then we're running around. And <laughs> like, but he is a fanfic writer. <gasps> yes. Yes. Love that. And he writes fanfic of Mermista's books. <laughs> and Mermista, you know what? Now, maybe it's the influence of her water powers. Mm -hmm. But 
Or Mister would be a badass firefighter. Ooh. Ooh, yes. Yes. She will be. Because she's controlled. She's specific. She doesn't show fear. Mm-hmm. She tends to keep she, a fairly level head. Yeah. And she yes. just she just walk into mm-hmm. a burning building and just be like, okay, fire. Now it's my turn. And then turn <laughs> on the hose. Yes. I love that. Thank you. I just came up with it right this minute. That is phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. And our favorite question. That what? nobody likes anymore. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> doesn't matter. We like it. Yes. What are Mermista and Seahawks' top three songs? You can have selections for each character or a shippy playlist or all of them. And here are our listener suggestions. What's that sound? The sound of no suggestions. (laughs) (laughs) We still love them. We do. But you're dropping the ball here, guys. (laughs) Like, come on. You didn't give us anything for Frosta. Now you didn't give us anything for Mermista and Seahawk. Like, Frosta, you you had cold songs. This, you have ocean songs. It wasn't even hard. <laughs> yes. Like, seriously. They'll come back. The entire, They'll none of you suggested the entire Little Mermaid soundtrack. Yes. Okay, so, Mira, your songs. <clears throat> I did... Uh, six songs, three for each. Former Mista, IDGAF by Dua Lipa. Therefore I Am by Billie Eilish. And Bubblegum Bitch by Marina. I or have C- heard none of these. Oh, Therefore oh, I Am they- is a really good song. Oh, yeah. It, they really are. And they are all absolutely Mermista. IDGAF is I Don't Give a Fuck. And she literally says that like multiple times throughout the song. <laughs> I know what the acronym means. I know. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, for Seahawk... Wellerman by Nathan Evans, which is a sea shanty. <laughs> She's so mean by Matchbox 20. <laughs> and what a man gotta do by the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> I don't know whether to be proud or embarrassed for you. Both. At this point. Okay, I found for Mermista, Fucking Perfect by Pink. Yes. The Look by Roxette. Yes. Um, Hot and Cold by Katy Perry. Yes. <laughs> so her. Uh, Miss Independent by Kel- Kelly Clarkson. Yes. One that I came today, I don't know why. I think she will listen to the Ramones, like Rockaway Beach. Oh, she would love the Ramones. It's very her. Yes. Seahawk. I see him more like a lovey-dovey kind of person. So oh, he yeah, will listen to I Knew I Love You by Savage Garden. Oh, Savage Garden. I haven't thought about them in literal decades. I know. Lonely No More by Rob Thomas. <gasps> it's a great song. Oh, I don't want to be lonely no, no more. He will sing that to Bermuda all the time. He <laughs> what? Just, he's, he, he, oh my God. It's Lady Gaga's I'll Follow You Until You Love Me, Alejandro, yes. but it's Mermista. She yes. doesn't have enough syllables. <laughs> yes. And the last one I thought for him will be Just Like Fire by Pink. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, not counted as a listener, but as uh, a representative of the shadow or world government of Night Vale, best friend Kyle, uh, gave us, because we talked about some of these are, quote, real songs that represent them. And then we had kind of 
a joke playlist of like things that Mermista would listen to but wouldn't tell anybody upon like even being tortured. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to give you Kyle's list first. What's My Age Again by Blink-182. Mm-hmm. Seven Deadly Sins by Floggy Molly. Baby Got Back by Sir McLeod. <laughs> Got Back. Yes. Bad to the Bone by George Thurgood and the Destroyers. That's a specifically a Seahawk song. Bad to the Bone. Where he's like, this is what I think, but everybody else sees me as a little fluff-off Um... Another Seahawk song, I'm going to be 500 Miles by the Performance. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, for Mermista, Friday I'm in Love by The Cure. Mm-hmm. As a shippy song, You Had Me From Hello by Bon Jovi. And another shippy song, Kicked to the Curb by the Dropkick Murphys. And the last Kyle submission for Seahawk is I Had a Hat by the Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> Now, mine are in no apparent order, because this all started with me saying, Mermista would like Kokomo by the Beach Boys, but would never <laughs> tell anyone. No. So, Kokomo by the Beach Boys <laughs> leads off my list, which led me to, well, what other ridiculous sea songs can I find? Copacabana by Barry Manilow. <laughs> I don't know that one. At the Copa. Copacabana. Mm. Now I know it. But north of Havana. At the Copa. Copacabana. Music and passion were always the fashion at the Copa. Yes. So (laughs) there you go. Uh, High on You by Survivor as a Seahawk song. Then I had a lot of uh, random. A lot of these are Seahawk songs, actually. Ride the Wild Surf by Jan and Dean. Burn in Love by Elvis Presley. Oh, yes. The epitome of Seahawk, I'm on a boat by the Lonely Island. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Why Do Fools Fall in Love by Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. Aw. I'm looking for the rest of my Seahawk songs. Uh, from the American Idiot original Broadway cast version, the medley of Last of the American Girls and She's a Rebel. The shippy songs I had were surprisingly very few. Uh, I'll Get You by the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Little Surfer Girl by the Beach Boys. And then Mermista, I have Catch a Wave by the Beach Boys. Under the Sea from the (laughs) Little Mermaid. Waking Up in Vegas by Katy Perry because not in a relationship kind of way, but in a I'm the boss and you should have thought about this before you did something stupid. Yeah. I won't say I'm in love from Hercules. Gotta love Meg. Yes. And I think that was the last of my songs because that's the point where I stopped and said, you know, I should probably, my list scrolls now. I should probably stop. Yeah. <laughs> so... That ends my suggestions and brings us to the end of the adventure that was the fun with the best friend squad. So remember, uh, remember us, remember us, (laughs) remember in which we are all Mufasa. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Remember to follow us on social media. We can be found on TikTok at Realm Stories Pod. 
or on Instagram, not that we post there much, at Realm of Endless Stories Podcast. And on Facebook, if you use that kind of thing, at the Realm of Endless Stories Podcast. Our email, if you wanted to talk to us, I don't know why, but it's listed on our TikTok and Facebook page. And I'm going to just tell you right now because I want to. The Realm of Endless Stories at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook group, if that's your thing, called For the Honor of She-Ra, even though it should totally be Sira. And if you're enjoying taking this journey with us, ugh, give us a follow ugh, on whatever platform you listen to us on and consider, if you have the time, leaving a review. Not that we care or anything. We don't. So thanks, I guess. <laughs> that was so amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm surprised I got through the whole thing because I just have, for every episode, I have the same text copied and pasted. So every mm. time I edit it or suggest new things about what you should email us about, I'm coming up with this off the top of my head. So <laughs> everything you just heard me say, all of those added words were all just right off the top of my head. <laughs> so now that I have conquered Mermista, I will give you the other side of the coin. And we will leave you with this. I'm Seahawk, I am, I am. If you're looking for adventure, then I am your man. If you want to ride on waves deep as blue through perilous winds, then I got you. Some say I'm a hero, some say I'm a man. What I know for sure is I'm Seahawk, I am, I am. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.